Hey, Mike. How's it going? Good, pal. How are you? Very, very good. As usual, just finished a shift and uh, talking to my main man, Mike. Just getting it in under the wire in February. We're getting our episode in. Luckily, we've been gifted an extra day in Feb. So, Yeah, it is a leap year, right? Tomorrow's it certainly the is. The 29th of February. Leap year. <laughs> Why does that happen? I don't know. I don't understand it. Let me ask you this. I have to do date-related math a lot. Like, I have to... And I normally just use my phone if it crosses over a month. Like, if it's the third of a month and I have to figure out 21 days from the third, I can do that, right? (laughs) But if it's, like, the 25th and I have to figure out 21 days from that, most of the time I'm just using my phone. Do you know, is there a formula or something to figure that out uh, quickly or easily? I got nothing for you. No. I tend to just try to do quick math in my head. But what would that math be? 21, 25 plus 21, but once you get to, depending on the fucking month, I think how it might work is, let me let me theorize this for a second. All right. So 20, 20, 21 days from the 25th. Now let's say it's the, say it's January. Mm-hmm. Which has how many days in it? Thirty-one. So we'll do twenty-one plus or twenty-five plus twenty-one, which is forty-six. Right. Okay. I'm minus following. minus thirty-one, which would be what forty-six minus thirty-one is fifteen. Fifteen. Now let me double check the math here. See if I figured this out. So. 21 days from January 25th is, oh my God, February 15th. There it is. I figured out the formulaic method. I'm a fucking genius. You just worked it out. For me, I would do the like (laughs) what you already did. So January 25th plus six takes you to the end of the month. Mm-hmm. So now you're at 21 minus 6 is, what, 15? Yeah. Ah, ah, okay, 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 yes, I see that. Smart. But what you did works, too. It's, you know. Both, both ways both. Got, us, yep. got us there. But uh, important to know the d- number of days in a month. Uh, helpful little rhyme. Uh who cares about I, days and dates anyway? I still we, get it. I still get it mixed up all the time. <laughs> we got phones that teach us everything we need to know at an instant. No need to store any information in your brain. It's all right there in your the palm of your hand. Capiche? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how are you? How was work today? Huh? Good. Um, yeah, I, actually, that's the the way I came up with my formula is something I actually do at my job. So, like the majority of our tracking devices they're designed to do regular status checks every 14 days so lots of times i have to calculate when that will be like the Ah, next status check so it's like all right well it's last status check was on january 25th well how many how what is the date 
14 days from, from January 25th. 25th. Yes. So that's why I did the formula that way. <laughs> Got it. Love it. We love yeah. formulas here. We love figuring out math problems. Um, work, work is very like chill for my team right now. Um, but business is like our, our level one people that deal with the actual crimes day to day. They're still very busy. Uh, crimes out of control in Biden's America. Let me know, tell you. Right? <laughs> God, he just can't get it under control. Bidenomics. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But yeah, um, we're, we're approaching year review time. Um, oh, that means a big raise for Timbo, right? We're hoping. No. We're hoping. Um, but yeah, like this is a company that does it all at the same time. It's not actually at your personal year anniversary. Mm. Um, the, the job I worked last, it was the latter. It was like... You know, I got hired in May, and then May of the following year was when I got my year review. Yeah, that's how my job is. I feel like that's normal, right? That's what I thought. But in talking to my brother, he was like, no, nah, there are a lot of co companies that just do it all in one month. And that's just when everybody gets their year review. <laughs> so right. since I started in January of 20, I guess that was 23, um, I didn't get a year review a couple months later that March. So I didn't. You know, this will be my first year review, despite being like a year and two months. A year go. plus. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's a way to screw the worker. Another way the man keeps his boot on your neck. See, I, I have to, uh, I have to um, do my own self evaluation and basically like provide almost like a bullet point outline of what the hell I do at my job. Um, it's not necessarily for my boss, but it might be something that he provides to like people above him mm -hmm. to maybe like argue for like a bigger raise for me. Yeah, which kind of like I'm I'm more gonna be like wah wah crying about it right now that it you know God forbid I have to do this, but it is a, a little bit like well well I don't know like it just feels like a homework project for me to like sell myself. Yeah. Yeah, I get that every year. We get a packet we have to fill out, and then we have to grade ourselves mm -hmm. and then take it into the room and have them. They'll be so they'll run, go over, okay, you gave yourself a four, we gave you a two, and <laughs> shit like that. It's like, <laughs> right. yeah, it's like, oh, great. I've never gotten a two, but we actually got a question from the listening audience. Shall I pull it up? Yeah, go ahead. I, I see it. Thank you, Jesse Bell. Off the wall question. Are you guys a fan of the 90s and obsessed with your childhood like I am? I know it's weird, but I think there'd be a good response from you, too. <laughs> the 90s are hot right now, <laughs> are they not? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking over my shoulder here at uh, my new... Like, this isn't a holdover from my childhood, but this is a newly minted collection of VHS tapes. <laughs> it's just the half of the top shelf. And, you know, the video games and, and all that. Yes, I do love the 90s uh, because I feel like it was... I mean, I think everyone loves when they were a kid, right? Because you were a kid and it was much simpler. 
Um, but I do follow some 90s accounts on Facebook that I'm pretty mean to because they <laughs> are just engagement farmers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's some stuff that some of these accounts put out that drive me nuts. Like uh, 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 some of these 90s accounts will put like a picture of some kids like fucking in a river or whatever, or a creek, right? Or in the woods covered in not, mud. Not like literally having sex there. No, said no. Fucking, but I mean, just- I'm sure there's some accounts. I don't know what you do <laughs> online, Tim, but... but uh so it'll be like these kids like fucking, you know, outside doing some shit and it'll be like, I'm glad I grew up like this and not like this. And then a picture of kids on their phone. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like nineties kid, kids act like they grew up in the fucking 1940s dust bowl era or some shit. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, we were on screens all the time. <laughs> we had, we were, I mean, we played outside more, because we were allowed to more, um, but it's like I watched a fucking ton of television and played a ton of video games and was on the computer a ton. Uh, I just didn't have a cell phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's one thing that drives me wild. It's like the 90s wasn't like some like it wasn't like go outside when the sun comes up we went outside and we built rock forts all day and Mm. ate mud and then came home when the street lights came on it's like you're conflating eras of childhoods and the person running this account is probably from a different country and is just like a fucking tech bot that just wants engagement you know what i mean it's probably not but that show i'm pretty mean to those people but uh jesse says check out the living room show on here it's our nostalgic show on the network that's the old city sports network all about growing up in delco check that out uh i did grow up in delco of course in the 90s that was going to be a big point that i wanted to talk about is like what you're just like yes we grew up in delco so like it was very easy for us to just go walk to all of our friends houses and have a pickup game of street hockey basketball mm. football whatever mm-hmm. stickball like just you could just tag you know yeah. just just it was very easy to do all those things and i don't think that that was everybody's upbringing regardless of the 90s that's like its own like location specific thing um but I, that's what I associate the 90s with because that's when I was also a kid. Like, mm-hmm. So I was born in 83. So the 90s for me is when I'm finally like starting to become an adult. You know, uh-huh. I'm starting to form opinions <laughs> yeah, about forget music. That you are a baby boomer and I am millennial. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I'm a millennial. Uh, but I'm like, I think literally 83 is the first You're year. You're ex-cusp. You are yeah. a elder millennial. You're a geriatric millennial. But totally. you're still a millennial, and we love you. I appreciate that. But I always say, too, that like having an a older brother that's five years older than me is always why I don't identify with the millennials. Um, but still, like that, that was a big part of the 90s for me. But that was like, that's not everybody's 90s experience. I think when you talk about the 90s, it's mainly pop culture. So it's like, mm. you know, your movies, yes. your, your television, mm-hmm. your music 
in particular because like I mean we could talk about music for a long time which I feel like we've ha- we've done that on pop adult mm-hmm. um, and then video games were huge because yeah. you know they, they got out of the Atari era and then it was like the Nintendo Genesis like boom yeah yeah it was and, like and the 90s was like after Nintendo and we move into Super Nintendo Sega Genesis and it's mm-hmm. like video games are now good <laughs> and fun to play and the home video is fucking locked in and is fully a thing and also it's like computers are starting to Ooh. become a thing like i mean because it's a decade right so early 90s of course is like still shaking off the 80s and it's like grunge era and it's like you know, 91 was probably Super Nintendo or something like that. Am I right? So, you know what I mean? It's like, and then mid 90s is like my childhood, like 95, yeah. 96, 97, 98. And that's like fucking a convergence of like the last wave of like the monoculture. You know what I mean? you know 90s 2000s is still like the like the fucking Michael Jordan Bulls will forever be legendary because of the time that they took place you know what i mean it's like the late 90s it's like they had all the fucking attention on them and the way sports media media in general was and the way pop culture was and fashion and everything it was like the like there will always be arguments about who the greatest player in the NBA is, right? But it's like, even skill-wise, LeBron is, in many of people's opinion, better than Michael Jordan, my opinion included. I you know, if you just go skill. But it's just like, is the there's just something about the time where Michael Jordan hit his peak popularity where he'll just be in a different status forever for as long as the people who live through it are still alive. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like and that Alex will all Ovechkin, change once we all die. Yeah. Like Alex Ovechkin's, I mean, he's the best goal scorer we've ever seen mm-hmm. and like even better than Gretzky, but Gretzky has all the numbers, but it's like that time era was just different, just but, different. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I, I think we're getting off topic here, but I, I, I get what you're getting at where like, the nineties were still in an, in a spot technical technologically where like you gathered your, your like opinions and information personally. And then you would like gather with friends to then like bring your takes to the table Mm -hmm. and discuss things Mm -hmm. like face to face and have like normal discussions and such. It was right before, you know, I guess like the information age, if you will, like right. and, yeah. especially the internet, like yeah. the internet was in its infancy, you know, instant messenger was still in its infancy. Mm-hmm. So we like didn't really connect that way yet. We still had to like gather face to face to like discuss and have opinions. <laughs> yeah. You would have to watch a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Say you watch the latest episode of friends or Seinfeld, right? You would have to wait until the next day at school yep. <laughs> to talk and be like, I didn't to 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 talk about. Well, first of all, you'd walk in with your own opinion. I feel like today, yep. especially if you're like a Twitter person or something, 
you're fl- like you're fucking you watch something and then you're hit in the face with a fire hose of opinions so it's like yeah. you're not even given time really to form your own opinion back then you'd watch a show or you watch monday night raw or monday nitro right you'd fucking go to bed and then you'd go to school not talk to anybody all night or the morning and then in school you'd fucking sit down and be like did you see raw last night after having eight nine hours to sit alone with your thoughts and develop and like think about what you watched and then come to the table yeah bouncing it off like your parents yeah (laughs) they don't care they're asleep and smoking cigarettes inside (laughs) or when when it came to video games and and you got to a certain boss and you could not beat it and then you're not telling that to your parents they don't have any advice for you so then you bring it to your friends and you're like oh dude you got to do this that or the other oh you didn't know you had to do that and i'm like no why would i think of that it's like well then thank you for this information you know yeah oh oh shit and then there'd of course be liars in the group that would tell you just straight up lies about video games like dude in mario 64 dude i found fucking yoshi dude this is what you got to do and they just tell you a lie to your face (laughs) But that was all part of it. Yeah, when I was, uh, I have family out in Cali. Um, when I was nine, I guess we went out and visited and spent about a week. And my, so it's my uncle, my aunt and uncle, and their kids are my cousin Andy and Emily. Emily's passed away, actually, I guess like two years ago now. Sorry um, about she, that. Jeez. Yeah, she she was young. She she dealt with like cancer through her whole life. It was like numerous bouts. Um, and it finally caught up with her RIP Emily. Um, but my other cousin, Andy, he's around my brother's age. I think he's a year older. So he's like six years ahead of me. So like my brother and he were tight and, you know, they would like go out and hang out with like Andy's friends and they're like teenagers fucking around, having a good time. And like, I wouldn't really hang out with them because I was so much younger. So I would just hang out in their house and they had a Nintendo. I didn't have a Nintendo. I had a Genesis. So it was like, it was still very fun for me. Yes. And I'm just like playing the shit out of, you know, Mike Tyson's punch out. And I think it's like you get Glass Jaw Joe, I think is like the first opponent. Glass like, Joe, yes. Glass Joe. Um and then, like, the second opponent is another kind of, like, schlub. And yeah. then the third is, like, a legitimate, like, challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have to utilize the fucking Super Punch. I don't own a Nintendo. I don't know that exists. So I'm, like, trying my damnedest to beat this asshole. Can't, cannot do it. And I'm, like, getting frustrated. And then, like, my cousin Andy and Josh, like, happened to come home from whatever they were doing. And, like, saw me just, like, frustrated and unable to do this. And... Right at the moment that I should be using the super punch, and he's like, "Press start, press start, press start." Like, select, <laughs> select, or start. select, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I hit it, and I do the super punch. I knock him the fuck out, and I'm just like, whoa, yes. this is amazing.' Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. This is yes. such like a small little example, but it's <clears throat> just, just those little things that you know you didn't you didn't have a online walkthrough to go to to give you advice you didn't have just the internet in general (laughs) and and like and in the early days if you wanted to get to an online walkthrough it would take you forever like (laughs) dude it would take you like it would take you forever to lock get online 
and then the fucking it would crawl and i don't or you would have to seek out like a certain like chat group remember no yeah like okay dude my my, <laughs> my early internet was aol mm-hmm. like i didn't even know how to go to websites for a long time like i would just go to the aol homepage i thought that was the entire internet chat rooms a bunch of other tabs like business and stuff that i never clicked on you know kids only or something i would check out you know as a kid folks but but yeah like i didn't even know what to do i would like go in aol search and search goosebumps and then (laughs) i would i remember vividly there was this one website or something that had like a whole um like multi-page thing on how to like like telling you how to throw a goosebumps themed birthday party and i was this was like my favorite website i would go to it and it would take forever to get to and i would be reading it and then the fucking phone would ring or something you know what i mean and eventually i just printed it and it was probably like 15 fucking pages of just dumb shit, but mm. that was online, babe. That's being a dumb kid in third grade that loves goosebumps. But yeah, to come back to Jesse's being obsessed with the nineties, I'm not obsessed with the nineties. I'm very nostalgic and I have ton of fond memories and I still have a PlayStation three solely to play Sega Genesis games and final fantasy seven and the original twisted metal. Like, Sick. you know, but, but I, I'm not obsessed with them. I, I, you know, like, and and same with the music. I, I I can go back and really rock out to some Pearl Jam, some Stone Temple Pilots, and that's like early '90s. Mm-hmm. And then there's a totally different uh, tone to the Blink 182s and mm-hmm. Found Glories of the World. Less than Jake, um, <laughs> you know. I, I I do love that music, but uh, you know, like I, I evolved, and I, I don't I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not like trapped there. Here's another thing I hate about those '90s pages: is they'll always have a post that'd be like, "You know what I love most about the '90s? Everything: music, movies, food, mm-hmm. cartoons. Everything was better in the '90s than it is today." And I'm just like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, <laughs> there are multiple albums that came out in 2023 that I would listen to over any album that came out in the entire decade of the nineties. Like, it's just like this whole, like, uh, it's just, I'm just falling into their content farming trap. It pisses me off on multiple levels, but it's still, it still feels good to type out. Fuck you loser or whatever on like, (laughs) on like fucking nineties nostalgia addict. It's like everyone type in your favorite nineties movie. That's like, I always write Elf by starring Will Ferrell just because I think it's funny and people get so pissed off. They're like, uh, <laughs> excuse me, Elf came out in 2004, okay? Like, yeah, that's, uh, that's me trolling you. But <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we didn't even touch on movies. Like, I just finished listening to Unspooled covering Terminator 2, a uh, movie that we covered. 91, um, right? And I mean, yeah, yeah, I think you're right, 91. And like, yeah, there's so much about that movie that is like the practical effects and like a, there is CGI in it. And mm-hmm. it, it was very groundbreaking at the time, but it was very minimal. And yeah, you, you can look at a lot of like slop in the late 90s and early 2000s with 
overusage of CGI and really complain about it. But like, there's still plenty of movies that come out today that use it and are still very, very good. You know? Yeah. Like this whole idea that nothing good gets made anymore and like all the good stuff is contained in one single decade. That shit. Either like people are like that with the eighties too. Or it's like, yep. I miss the eighties so much, dude. The eighties were awesome. And ride my bike outside with my friends, dude. Okay. What does that have to do with me? <laughs> no. Yeah, and I mean, we talk about pop culture obviously a lot, and I can be such like a not snark or, you know, um what's the word? I'm like like snooty, you know, but and I always I do always come back to the fact that it's like it is art. It is completely subjective. So mm-hmm. like I I nowadays just say like you know what I know this is popular but I'm just going to throw this out to the, you guys I didn't like it for these reasons let's have a discussion about it I mean we fucking did it on Pop Addled about Glass Onion and like <laughs> we legitimately listened to you talk about like how much you hated it and we're I like all right it. yeah <laughs> I hate it so 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 much but let's not get into that right now you can listen to the Glass Onion episode of Pop Addled but I do hate it. But yeah, no, 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 no. I, yeah. I mean, I was listening to Pop Addle today, and you talk about the year in movies 2023. That was fun. Which, uh, there was a lot. I watched two today, Timmy. I watched, let me know if you saw either of these. Priscilla? No. Check it out. It's on Max. Um, Sophia Coppola, very good. Oh, that's right, Elvis. Nice. I know you. You saw that. You, you used to watch the Elvis movie all the time, right? The the Boz yeah. Lerman one. That's like your yeah. comfort movie. Yeah, pretty much. It was. It was like I saw it in theater. I like it. Yeah. It's nothing stupendous. It's just solid. Um, Priscilla is solid as hell too. I'd, I'd cool. watch it. Yeah, and I watched. I watched two movies about piece of shit guys today, Priscilla and Maestro. I'm not rushing to see Maestro just because of listening to some podcasts that like didn't deep dive it, but just said like, you know, it's interesting. It's it's they were kind of like lukewarm about it. I think it's good. I think people are super mean to Maestro for some reason, like overly mean. I think a lot of it has to do with the early pictures of Bradley Cooper's prosthetic nose, <laughs> but uh, it works in the movie. It works. And uh, I don't know. Bradley Cooper's very excited about the movie. And I think that annoys people or something. You know what I mean? He's very excited to be making movies, which I don't know why that annoys people. Maybe it's just because he's so attractive. You know what I mean? And he's from Philadelphia. So it's like, <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you pretty boy from Philadelphia, Mainline or whatever. But definitely worth a watch, I'd say. Yeah, next great on my smoking list. movie. My God, the smoking <laughs> in Maestro is just just an art. They smoke. I mean, I guess Leonard Bernstein smoked all the time, but there's a. I mean, I think Bradley Cooper, if he was smoking real cigarettes, he did some lifelong damage to himself making this movie. <laughs> it's so funny that 
that's that's my reaction now to watching smoking on screen. I'm like, oh no, you're just like you're going so method that you're just like taking ten years off your life. <laughs> Even if like like you are a smoker in real life, you know when you're in like movies they're doing like take after take after take. Mm-hmm. These guys have gotta be just fucking killing packs of darts like just fucking go like because you know one scene you're smoking a cigarette it takes you do five ten takes you know what i mean jesus christ but hey i think uh i do think they i know i mean i know for a fact they have you know safer options but even so even if you're smoking like it anything that you're anything you're burning in and breathing into your lungs isn't great right (laughs) (laughs) even if it's not a real cigarette whatever it is it's man it's like can be good yeah i think that's why you know the vaporizer is like attractive to a lot of people the the weed pen in general like it's it's just different right also it's got to be bad i mean i don't think there's (laughs) any way i don't think i don't think breathing in anything other than oxygen you know what i mean Good point. <laughs> can be good in any way. And whatever makes that that gooey gel turn into whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever's in there, I have a feeling we're going to be seeing some commercials about in five years. About like... It's right, right after the asbestos commercial. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, did you fucking buy your, your weed vapes from a gas station? <laughs> Well, there's no way to tell who to sue, but you're an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, the next like Oscar movies I need to see are Past Lives. That's free somewhere. Watch it. Please, God, yep. watch it. I yep. love that movie, and it makes me so excited because Celine Song's a new filmmaker. It's like her first movie, so it's like... I like it's so exciting when you when you when you find a new filmmaker, a new musical artist or something. It's like, oh, great. I get to be here on the fucking Ground start level. of the train and I get yeah. to ride the whole ride with them. And past lives is 100 percent that for me. It's so fucking good. Continue. Which is, which is funny because like, yeah, if if it's an actor, a movie, uh, a musical artist and you're there from like not like day one, but like from one of the first albums and you feel like you kind of grow with them. It also can be detrimental where you're, you're like more forgiving if they put out an album, that's just kind of like, okay, but you're like, yeah, man, this fucking rules. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. But it's also like, it's also probably better to be like that about things that aren't good. You know what I mean? To be more like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm into it instead of like being a Star Wars fan in 2000 and being like I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fucking murder George Lucas if I ever see him. <laughs> the other the other movie I need to watch is American Fiction with. Uh, oh, I want to see great. that very bad. Yeah, yeah. I hear great things about that as well, and he's awesome. I feel like I've only. He's only been on my personal radar, which is not a good radar recently. And he's awesome. But yeah, he's he seems to be like one of those side character actors that's always awesome but hasn't quite like been the main guy mm-hmm. in, in 
most films. So yeah, yeah, let me check it out. He's one of Wes Anderson's guys now. He is in uh, French Dispatch, and he was in Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Dude's awesome. This is so awesome, especially in French Dispatch. My God, is he good in that? Jeffrey Wright, that's his name, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, like I have opinions about uh, what was that HBO show with all the like robots, but it's like a Westworld. There it is. The robots you can fucking murder. Yeah. (laughs) You basically go to like a a sandbox, a a real life sandbox video game with Mm -hmm. real life robots and go on quests and shit. You know, I, I have opinions about that show. It's it wasn't it my favorite, but Jeffrey Wright in it is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. He's just awesome in whatever he does. So yeah. glad to see that guy getting some like Oscar uh cred. You know what I need to see? And I feel like a failure as a person that's wearing a professional wrestling t shirt right now that can see toys of professional wrestlers in my peripheral vision. I haven't seen Iron Claw yet. I missed well, it in know- theaters and it's currently twenty bucks to rent. Which is like you know, steep. It is. I mean, it'll it'll hit a streaming service. I'm sure eventually. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although maybe it'll last until after the Oscars, because it's like they're trying to like gouge you right now mm-hmm. pre Oscars because it is nominated. I think for a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I told you I saw it and like mm-hmm. it's a very good, well made movie. It's just super fucking sad. So like, sad. It's just devastating. <laughs> right. I think we talked about it on this show before, like how, you know, I'm as a wrestling person that knows the Von Eric story, I'm, you know, anyone that's going into that blind, I'm like, get ready. It's not gonna be fun. <laughs> oh, right. So sorry, that was the other point I was trying to make to you is that even if it were free right now, you might avoid it a little bit because you know it's just going to be this like super sad movie. Yeah. But I got to see. I got to support the sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, God damn, I want to get some steroids, dude. Those guys are so jacked in Locked it. Man. <laughs> God, Jesus Christ almighty. I think that's all. Oh, I saw Killers of the Flower Moon as well. Right. What else? What else? What else? Which, yeah, we, we might have like a Scorsese discussion on Pop Battle with, with you and Harrison since Harrison didn't texted like us it. in our group and just flat out said he did not care for it. So, And he also said he didn't care for the holdovers. Have you seen that yet? Yes. Yeah, that was surprising to me. Like the hold, holdovers is just like a really just solid story. I, I just, kinda, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a good alexander payne movie it's like you know there's it's sad but funny and like easy to watch but not like fluff i don't know i thought it was really good i really enjoyed watching it and i thought it looked great and the music was fucking great you know what i mean so when you you texted us that that it looks gorgeous and like just so much to look at and i need to rewatch it for that because like once you said that, I was like replaying certain scenes in my head, and I was like, "He's right. There is like a lot visually that's subtle because it's so natural mm-hmm. that just looks gorgeous." Yeah, I like Alexander Payne. I mean, I'm a big Sideways fan. <laughs> I like Sideways a lot. I have it on DVD somewhere, right there. I see it, second shelf, 
third disc in right or second right next to Beavis and Butthead show on DVD. Okay. I was just talking to my coworkers yesterday that uh, Beavis and Butthead the show doesn't really hold up. The movie still is awesome. I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> like <laughs> I will, I would definitely watch Beavis and Butthead do America. But the show's kind of limited. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I don't think because when you like the way it's it's because I because when it was on MTV, it was like you get a short clip of Beavis and Butthead doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. And then I feel like a big chunk of music video commentary. Yeah, right? just them hanging out on the couch and then, watching music videos and having I, random comments. Right. And so it was like kind of broken up. But if you just watch just because the DVDs are like just the Beavis and Butthead parts. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Just the little like shorts. Yeah. Not, not the music videos parts. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I get it. I get it. I can't watch too many of these. But I watched the fuck out of King of the Hill. I'll watch King of the Hill seven days a week. Underrated. And, oh, uh, and my God. Especially because it was like the spit or was a, definitely a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. Like, yeah, it's Mike Judge, too. It's yeah. like it's, a, it's another spinoff, but not Mike Judge is Daria. It's also oh, yeah. a show. I'll, I love Daria. I'll watch the shit out of Daria, too. Daria is much more watchable than Beavis and Butthead. But I got, I mean, King of the Hill is probably the most watched thing on our DVR between me and my dad. If, if you know, we're sitting around, there's nothing on. We're waiting for a game or something. We're throwing on an episode of King of the Hill. It's endlessly watch. watchable. Yep. So good. Futurama. No, that's Mac Raining. I apologize. We're, we're still kind of coming... F- Right back to the nineties, nineties, <laughs> early two thousands, right? Yep, that's like, you know, yeah, because that's that's more the late nineties, early two thousands. That's like my childhood into my teen years. Early nineties, I'm a little kid. Like ninety three Phillies, I'm six years old. Mm-hmm. Little too young to fully grasp what's going on. And like I said, when when. For for me, ninety three. I'm ten, so like I'm I'm just starting to like. That's form fun. Opinions. That's a fun age for that team. Oh yeah, that was a blast. But like, it's funny how like you know you're like forming opinions and f- starting to form an identity, and you're mm-hmm. like, I'm Tim Parker. I these are the things I'm into, and mm-hmm. this is what makes me an individual mm-hmm. and different from everybody else. And then like how. None of that is me today. (laughs) Good. That's a good thing. (laughs) Some of that's still me. 97. I'm 10. I'm a Flyers guy. You know what I mean? Sure. And they went to the cup that year. And man, 1997 is when I decided that, that, (laughs) wait, 97's, I'm in. You're, you're nailing it. So it was Flyers, Red Wings. They got swept in the final. I'm in fourth grade. In fourth grade is when I was watching a rented copy of Mighty Ducks 2, <laughs> D2, The Mighty Ducks. And I just, I was like, I made the decision. I was like, I am now a hockey guy. 
yeah. <laughs> and I became a hockey guy and an annoying little kid that talked about hockey all the time. And then I started, you know, playing street hockey in front of my house all the time. And I went from like playing with like work gloves and a literal stick that was curved. <laughs> my brother saw me one day and was like, let me help you out here. And he gave me like a hockey stick and some old hockey gloves he had. And I started graduating up and up and up until I like, you know, a year later, fifth grade, I'm, I'm taking skating, ice skating and hockey lessons at Iceworks that was just built. And then the next year, fucking my middle school starts an ice hockey program that never existed before. And so then I, from sixth grade to 12th grade, hockey is a huge part of my life, you know, for better or worse. And then I graduate and a couple of years later, the program ceases to exist. This is why Tim, sometimes I feel as though I'm living in a simulation. How is it that fourth grade, I decide I'm hockey guy now to the, uh, the creation of a program to it's, it's uh, ceasing to exist after I leave. I don't know. Some things are just, and I don't smoke weed anymore, and I still think about these things all the time. <laughs> you still have an imagination. Good. <laughs> yes, yes. And if I could be serious for a second, um, when I, you know, I never really made like a, like a uh, decree or anything like I'm quitting weed or anything like that. Sure. I just kind of like slowly stopped. But one thing that did always worry me about stopping was the way that I could be more easily moved by art, like music and movies, while sure. baked out of my fucking gourd. <laughs> but I've found, now that I'm fully, you know, off the sauce, it does. Uh, I still am very affected. You know, it didn't affect that at all. That was just, you know, oh, dumb weed thought. Like, dude, music's not going to sound as good if I'm not baked, dude. It's like, that's not true at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like when I'm at home and I'm watching a movie, I crack a beer or two. But it doesn't necessarily, like, enhance anything or make me more emotional. Uh, you know, when I go and see movies, I'm in the theater by myself I typically never go to the dining movie theater, so I'm not having beer or food. And like just, I'm still like just yeah. like I, I just you know this wasn't this year, but but it was uh, everything everywhere all at once was like <laughs> March of last year. Yeah, I just remember being like completely blown away. Mm -hmm. You know, like a couple tears coming down at certain moments. Of course, you yeah, know, like just that's just me. It's just like in my nature, mm -hmm. you know. Aside from substances, yes, me too, and I'm and I'm glad to have learned that that it wasn't just, you know, I'm still tapped into this part of myself and this part of the universe as a whole without the assistance of a drug that makes me scared. <laughs> but I'm sure too there will be times where you have certain reactions to things completely sober where you'll be like huh interesting i probably wouldn't have reacted like this if i had been high as fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah for for better or worse i don't know i'm just no. saying like you, you'll have like a clearer mind to be like oh that's interesting <laughs> yeah like when i have a normal 
uh, social interaction with a stranger. I think <laughs> if I was high as fuck, that would have went way worse. <laughs> and I would have never have stopped thinking about it. <laughs> f- f- actually, um, not, you, you know, I, I'm, I don't smoke weed or anything. Never have. Uh, the, the, the other day, um, my neighbor that our houses are attached, mm-hmm. <laughs> very nice guy, Han, uh, Han. his wife, Han. Love it. His wife, Sue, she's like cordial to us, but she kind of like doesn't really interact. It's not like she dislikes us, but there's just something off with her in particular. But Han's super friendly. Yeah. She just might be shy, which I understand. Maybe. And like, you know, they they have three kids. We haven't been here for even a year yet. So maybe she's just like being protective and like waiting to feel us out to really like give us the you're okay you know of course yes um but yeah uh, uh, on monday i'm just like it's like maybe one in the afternoon i'm right up here working and I'm, there's a knock at my door and uh fun fact for people that don't live in philly there's a knock on your door like at least twice a day and it's either a jehovah's <laughs> witness or someone's like selling cable or they're selling like meat really like, meat products out of their fucking truck or something yeah like <laughs> There's always people just knocking on your door. <laughs> that's crazy. It really is. Um, that that's still like a way of selling shit to people. Anyway, so like we do have a camera on the, the front and the back. We pay for ADT. That's something Cat wanted to do mm-hmm. moving into Philly here. Um, so I, I can just, while sitting here, dial up the app on my phone and just check the camera real quick to see who the fuck it is and whether or not I should go down, down there or not. Mm-hmm. I see it's this knock on the door on Monday is Han. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this must be important. I, like I immediately kind of get nervous. Like, Oh no. Like did it, did I, is he going to like be upset with something? Turn I did, your did fucking I, like, TV pussy. Right. Like, or did, did I like screw up his trash can or something? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> but I go down, I open the door. He's like, Hey Tim, what's up going on? Uh, do you have jumper cables by any chance? Mm. And like, <laughs> my, like I was so excited that it was like a positive thing. Cause Yes, I do have jumper cables. Like two, I really want to help you. Yes. Like three, no, I'm not doing anything right now. I mean, I'm working. Kind yeah, of, but like, yes, let me help you. And I like, I, I'm like, yeah. And I, I kind of like don't know what to do with myself. And I like, yeah, you want you want to come in? And he like steps into our front room. I go to like grab my like car key because that's where the jumper cables are. And I don't know where my car key is. And I come running back out, and it's in my jacket pocket. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's just in my trunk of my car. And he's kind of like clearly like, oh uh, okay. This guy's like, really excited to help. <laughs> <laughs> and I like pop the trunk, get him the jumper cables. And, and I'm like, all right, now what do, should I like stand here and watch him? Like, I, I don't make it want to make it. I don't know. What, I'm going to go back inside. I close the door. Like, but then I went back out like a minute later just to like check on them, see what they're doing. And everything was fine. And they, they jumped their car. <laughs> Great. Just yeah. like my that reaction sober was just so funny that like why I'm a normal human. Yes. I like I deal with I used I used to for a living deal with strangers behind a bar. Yeah. Why am I reacting like this to my neighbor? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hang out afterwards? You want to you know, you could come in. You need anything for my fridge, whatever you need. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can I make you a sandwich? You guys want to like do lunch together or something? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Where you're like, hey, Don, what's with Sue? She's like, you know, not very nice to me. <laughs> but yeah, once they jumped the car and like he got it revved 
plenty good enough and it, it, it was up and running. You know, he undid the jumper cables and I was like, do you guys, you know, do you need the car tomorrow? Do you need to just keep the jumper cables? Because I honestly don't need them. Um, they're like, no, nah, I'm just going to take it to the shop right now. Thanks to him. He just handed them back. And I was like, okay, my job here is done. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Good neighbor uh, accomplishment. Check. Right. It was super awkward on my part, but nah. did a good deed. Han's a good guy. He gets it. Yeah. I've never lived in a duplex or anything like that. Like, what's the hearing of the neighbor situation? So, like, in our apartment complexes, we lived in... Oh, yeah, your apartment life forever. What was that? For sure. You, you could definitely hear your neighbors. Um, I just learned to deal with it. Uh, was it ever a it, problem? When, so before I moved in with Cat, I was living with this dude Matt Hyman. Um, his, yes, name's his name's Hyman. Hyman. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not spelled that way. H e i. Okay. Um, but we li- we lived in like I've always said that the house we lived in was basically Keenan's house. Um, mm. So it was like a three story house, but like the second and third floors were one one apartment. And the first floor was the other apartment. I see. Um, so yeah, it's like a. It's, so it's because it's like a normal house. Like yeah, you would hear the neighbors upstairs walking back and forth. There was one night that I was just like chilling in my room watching a movie, and they came back from the bars at like two. <laughs> and at one point, I just hear this guy like jumping up and down. So I can, I can, I can hear him jumping up and down, but he's screaming, "I want pizza!" <laughs> and it was honestly just so funny that I was like, oh, uh, yeah. guy's really excited for pizza. <laughs> so there's so fucking was, dust falling on you. Like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was one level where it was like, you could hear a lot. Yeah. Um, but then in the apartment complex that cat, cat and I were living in, it, it was pretty minimal. Um, in our bedroom, the wall to like the next apartment, that was clearly our neighbor's closet. So early in the morning, you could just hear her just like, moving shit on the like closet pole like the the hanger the hangers moving back sliding yes yeah so like but it was only for like you know 15 seconds and that, that was really all we heard from her but there was one guy on the other wall that <clears throat> so he y- y- you remember my old apartment where like it was my computer here and behind me was like the living room mm-hmm. so we would watch movies and Sometimes he would literally pound on the wall if he thought we were like listening to something too loud. And I'm t- look, <laughs> I'm a little hard of hearing. I don't crank the sound, yeah. like especially if it's post ten o'clock. Yeah. I, I get it. I know everybody's sharing a wall here. I'm not like yeah. So it, it was it was really uncalled for, quite, quite frankly. Yeah. And, and we had other neighbors on that wall that never did this. Yeah. So like. Chill the fuck out, guy. <laughs> did you ever see him face to face? And did he ever say anything? He or was never he just said, a coward? I mean, yes, we saw him from times face to face. And yes, he was a coward. He never said two words to us. And he was only there for a year. So maybe he just was like, I can't deal with this place. These neighbors are unruly. It's like, we're not having a fucking kegger over here. Yeah. Man. We're just watching a Watching movie. TV. Yeah, chill out. I think, like, some of that is, like, people that move into apartment buildings that have never lived in an apartment before and any sound is like 
what the fuck? There's, you know, it's like, there's other people here. It's like, I think seasoned apartment livers can, you know, tolerate, can probably drown out most of that sound. Like, just don't even hear it until, yeah. you know, unless, you know, it's fucking a huge problem. He he was definitely like mid forties or older too, so it wasn't like he was young. So that I don't know, whatever. Fuck um, him. To answer your initial question, though, like they have three kids, so in the morning when they're kind of like running up and downstairs to like I guess jump in the shower before they go in school, do we hear it a little bit? Yeah. Is it enough to like wake you up? Never. Right. Or, or if if I do happen to wake up, just. Not as you know from the sound, like like for instance today, I woke up at like six for no reason and couldn't go back to sleep. So I'm just sitting there like dicking around on my phone, yeah. and that's around the time the kids got up. Clearly, and that like I can hear them a little bit. You can't hear voices. You can't. You can hear, hear just a kind of like mm, like you could t- yeah barely even that. It's more just like I hear them like running up and down steps. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, if I were if if that were happening as I was like laying down to go to bed at you know say midnight, mm-hmm. it would not keep me up. It definitely would not. Yeah, that's great. To, to, if that, if that gives you for sure a answer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. You're not gonna go over and pound on the wall because the kids oh, are no. going up and down the steps. They're kids. <laughs> Whatever. The only the only weird thing about like this stretch of homes is that <clears throat> I think I've t- told you before, like the front of the house is connected but then the back end of the houses are not so there's this little little sliver where there's actually a little alleyway out to the front street but that means that like there's windows in our kitchen where we stare directly into one another's kitchens Wait, so what so they're connected in the front yes and what do they v out they don't v they just kind of do a a sharp like 90 degree 90 degree and then out does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So the, so the huh. front part of the building is fatter yeah. than the back end of the building being skinnier. Okay. <laughs> and the back end of the building is both of our kitchens, and there's windows And there's there. a space between, and you there's can look through. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> just like, I don't know. That's just how these houses were designed in 1920-whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you got curtains up or something or you, you ever, they have blinds. Mm-hmm. They don't really close them and we don't have curtains. No. So we can just look right into each other's windows. Make sure you're not fucking going down there. Totally nude. Like, you know, get something out of the fridge and a kid sees your dick and then you're in jail. I'm at least in boxers. Okay. <laughs> but most times I get on like shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I, uh, I mean, since my dad moved in with us, I'm <laughs> sometimes I'll risk it and I'll be naked out there, but <laughs> I'm at the bare minimum underwear. And, you know, when I go for a walk at night, maybe walk the dogs or something, it does make me realize like people have seen me in my house naked like there's there's no (laughs) doubt i'm so my entire life i've been pretty brazenly nude just walking around and i know those front blinds were open (laughs) and (laughs) people have definitely got a peek but 
I'm in my home. What do you expect me to do? Not exactly what I want to do. <laughs> oh, well, that's the suburbs, baby. My friend came over the other night, actually, to see my house for the first time. And at one point, I went to go take a piss. And I, I'm always like a... I mean, when Cat's home, I'll like at least like shut it somewhat. But I don't actually like close the door to the bathroom. Oh yeah, I I almost did that while sh- while my friend was here. Yeah, I was like, uh, I should probably close this all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I know what you're talking about fully. Yeah, I uh, fucking I'm on blood pressure medication, so I pee a lot. And uh, now when I get up to pee at night, you know, I don't close the door. Yep. I, don't, I don't flush. I'm just like, I'm going to piss in there three more times. I am not, <laughs> I'm not risking the flush noise waking up the kid. Just let it sit. And you're saving water. Right? That's what, like four gallons or something every time you flush? No thanks. Full, disclo- full disclosure, Holly Parker, who I know is probably watching, she'll hate that I'm saying this, um, <laughs> but... Uh, in their basement, that's like it's like a fully finished basement, and that's where my dad hangs out and watches all of his sports. Mm-hmm. It's like this nice plasma TV with like a nice sound system, and there's a bathroom right behind like the couch, and like all the time, if if we're watching sports together, if we go and take a leak, we don't even close the door <laughs> so we can continue <laughs> watching the screen, <laughs> and like it doesn't phase either one of us. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Were you, uh, and I got to give a shout out to Joe Antonelli, my dear cousin, who called us warped probably for our piss activities. What's up, Joe? It's been a while, but. Oh, you've met Joe. Cousin Joe, right? Cousin Joe. Great yep. fucking guy. Um, <laughs> were you, I haven't done it in a while, but as like a teen, you know, I was a, if, if we were hanging out outside, I'm pissing outside. Like we were. heavy outdoor pissers (laughs) like it was not even a second we were i'm not going inside we're pissing outside all the time yes yeah (laughs) not anymore but no i haven't in a long time but i'm thinking about it it's you know kind of nice out you know i might go out just go out in the backyard tonight and let one fly Man, that just gave me such a nostalgic feeling. I could feel the summer air on my dick. <laughs> I mean, we're Cat and I vacation in the Adirondacks. Like, yeah, if if we're on a hike, I'll just, like, walk off into the woods a little bit and take a squeege out on a hike in the middle of the woods. Oh, yeah. That's but like some... desolate as hell up there. That's like nature shit or something. That's like a hike. That's like, and you If you're pissing outside during a hike, you're like an outdoorsman. <laughs> you're pissing on the side of your fucking friend's mom's house while they're in the living room you're just a fucking degenerate teen <laughs> and lazy yes <laughs> i don't want to have to uh risk talking to your parents for five seconds i'm just gonna piss right here <laughs> oh boy you piss in pools tim Absolutely not. <laughs> when I was younger, eh, I cannot fully verify whether whether or not I was pissing in a pool. As a young, as a kid, I yeah. fully was pissing in every pool I got in. <laughs> yeah. Now I won't. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> hey, there's chlorine in there for a reason, babe. 
Just kidding. Invite me to your pool parties. I will get out, dry off, walk in your cold ass house with your AC blaring as I get wet footprints all through your house and go to the toilet, get my little tiny pulled dick pulled out of my pants, pee, get back in the pool. Just let me pee in the pool. Come on. We're drinking beers. It's going right through me. No, I won't pee in the pool. I have to set an example for Sal. But you'll have to kill me to get me to stop pissing in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway. You feeling good, Tim? You think we said it all? Happy February. Happy Valentine's Day, Tim. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad that Jesse jumped in to even ask that question. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. really kicked it off. Yeah, like not a lot happened for me since the last time we talked. Just been kind of keeping my head down, working, playing a lot of Diablo 4. Nice. (laughs) Still playing uh, D&D with our our gang that we play with. Um, That's so fun. I do have to re-up my it certifications it's already been three years since wow. i passed those so so you have to say take the same tests again or is it like a like you have to do a class or something continued education or what <clears throat> both well the former like you have to take the test again damn but like it's it's tough to just take it cold because yeah. they are that difficult so yeah i already like started looking at my classes again or like not classes. It's just like the same study material. Right. I'm so. taking like my work is offering all these classes. I'm taking Spanish classes starting next month. I'm excited Take about that. Take advantage of it, man. Absolutely. I am. Yeah. Uh, hola. See, I'm already pretty good. <laughs> I work with some uh, Spanish speaking people. And I used to be so nervous to say anything in Spanish to them, mm. but I'm fully on a 100% ola basis with them, and it feels good. Like at first, it felt very unnatural, and I felt very dorky saying it, but now I'm fully on ola. Like it feels good. I'm excited to learn more, and maybe someday. I mean, I took six years of high school of public school Spanish. I took Spanish in college. Nothing worked. I took Duolingo for 100 days straight. And I feel like I'm at the same level that I've always been at. But we'll see if this one works. You only only fail when you quit, right, Tim? Yeah, I mean, like we always say, put yourself out there constantly being, you know, seeking knowledge and, like, sometimes putting yourself in uncomfortable situations will, will... only make it grow. 100%. 100%. You know, Kat, Kat studied abroad in Spain, in Sevilla, Spain, when she was in college. And, like, while she was there, she was, like, pretty fluent. Yeah. And today has got nothing. <laughs> Damn, that's tough. I mean, working in the restaurant industry, too. So, yeah, I mean, in her restaurant in particular, it's it's majority Asian people. So it's, like, Korean a little, a little bit of Nepal, um, oh, and I cool. think like some Japanese. Uh, so, so Spanish isn't necessarily useful for her right now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like I, I worked in restaurants for so long, and it was a lot of Spanish-speaking people that there were times where Cat was like, "Jesus Christ, you speak more Spanish than I do now." Right? Because <laughs> you know, it, yeah, and, yeah. And, and and but to what you said about just saying a lot of people, like it is very, I think, 
forthcoming and endearing for Spanish speaking people if you just try. Right. It lets it lets them know you give a shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're not the guy being like, no, nah, we're in America. You gotta speak speak America. <laughs> yeah. My my nervousness was to be like the dorky dad at a Mexican restaurant, like <laughs> speaking bad Spanish to the waiter. You know what I mean? Like, hola, yeah. hola, pal, or whatever. But that's Como all. Sedice, uh, guacamole. Dude. Well, that'll be guacamole, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, por fav- uh, hi, I would like to order un taco. Or, you know, or put on like a really like, I'll have the chips and guacamole. Like <laughs> put on a dumb ass. Like, there is a, um, there's a young uh, Mexican girl. I assume she's Mexican. Uh, that does not really speak English and she's pregnant. Right. And, um, the, I said, congratulations. And, uh, and then I was like trying to, I was trying to ask her, uh, uh, when she was having the baby. (laughs) So I was like, um, when are you due? And she didn't really understand that. I was like, uh, when, when and i was like como se dice when and then i was like doing this and pointing to her stomach and then luckily she said uh 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 seven and a half months so thank god she was actually pregnant and i wasn't just like calling her fat man <laughs> but then her miss i know i, so I mean levels. brother i i made absolutely sure she was definitely pregnant before i said anything <laughs> But then her and her young friend were like, like uh, when uh, quanto, and I was like quando, quando, and they were like quanto, quanto, and I was like quanto, and then they were like making fun of me in like a fun way. So it was like they definitely appreciated the effort, you know, like you were saying. Yes. Like it was like, you know, it's got to be your expense, but but it was like a good hearted. We were all laughing together. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I can't imagine how difficult it is to not speak the language somewhere and working there. You know what I mean? And not being able to communicate seems like a nightmare. So I just try to be extra friendly and understanding and, you know, I would constantly be thinking I'd be taken advantage of. Right. I can't like express what the fuck I'm feeling or thinking. Right. Right. Luckily, I mean, a good thing about uh, Joe's called us studs. Coming from Joe, who's a real fucking thoroughbred stud. That means a lot. Okay. Joe's a stud. But it's like, yeah, it's like, thank God for like phones and stuff that mm-hmm. with the translation stuff helps, yeah. helps tremendously. But just to be, you know, and I know like some, I work with Asian people who have, who are there like alone. So it's like they don't even have the other Spanish-speaking people to talk to. It's like they're just, just you know, they're very limited English on their own. It's like God, how could in their own trail? How could fucking people ever be mean to someone for not speaking the language? You know what I mean? It's like God damn, just be fucking nice to people. That's like the main thing of everything. Just be fucking nice. God damn it, it's hard. I speak English and I can't speak to people. Knowing that uh, Como Sidise took me a long way, though, man. Like, 
I, I just like have to communicate something to the kitchen yeah. and was failing miserably like, you know, and there was always one guy that like would know enough yeah. to know what the fuck you were trying to get at. So mm-hmm. if you just said, come city, say this, that, or the other, mm-hmm. they'd be able to translate it for you. Yeah. I mean, once again, kind of going back to like the nineties and the early two thousands, this is before smartphones. So you just had to like figure it out face to face on the fly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nowadays you can just dial up that app and boom, it just does it for you. Fantastic. And, or you could just say the word that you're trying to say in English, but louder. That's how you get them to understand. Clearly. clearly. <laughs> but of course, you know, my d- dumb, you know, childish brain, I, I learned all of the curse words first mm-hmm. and like hey. you know, cock and balls and vagina, <laughs> you know, like, yep. The good stuff. All the important things. I mean, in a kitchen, right? That shit's probably flying around. I've read Bourdain's book. I know how you people in the kitchen work. (laughs) We're all nasty boys. Anyway, that was fun. That was a lot of fun, Tim. Mission accomplished. Good episode. Glad we got it in here right at the wire before March. Holy shit, it's March. Where is the time going? In like March, I'll have today. a ten-month-old. Yeah, my God. <sighs> well, thanks, Tim. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, where can they get more of your fine ass if they want it? Yeah, uh, my buddy Keenan and I do our podcast, Pop Addled. Uh, we're trying to do like every other week now. Uh, we should have a Super Bowl episode coming out. Like by the time you hear this, we Sick. already recorded it. It's a little after the fact, but it's kind of a yearly thing we do. Um, yeah, we talk about the game for like 10 minutes, but then the rest of the time we talk about like the commercials and we talk a lot about not only the Usher halftime show, but I, I kind of ranked the last like about 10-ish years of halftime shows. So That's fun. Yeah, and That's King gave fun. his reaction to that. That's cool. So, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and all the things. You just search Pop Addled. You'll find us. Yep. We love Pop Addled. Pop Addled is one of the greats. Also, in your 10th year, as are we over at Doom Thugs. Hell yeah. We've been doing this a long time, brother. Have we not? We're grizzled vets at this point. <laughs> but anyway, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks, everyone, for getting active in the chat. Makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, that was great. Uh, like I said, Doom Thugs, please follow on all the social medias. Follow on the podcast apps. Throw us a rating if you're feeling generous. You know what I mean? Those always you help. buy a t-shirt? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you got to do. Send me cash in the mail. Perfect. Send money to my house. Okay. <laughs> Do you want my personal Venmo? Send me money. I got a kid. They ain't cheap. Nope. All right, Tim. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next month.